Well, let's go to 2 Chronicles 20, and we have much to get into. And uh, we want to minister this morning on Keys to Manifestation, Part 1, uh, because the Lord said to us that 2020 would be a, a year of the manifestation of your expectation. He also said to look for things to occur quicker than before, as an emphasis is placed on my word. And what I promised in my word, and then he said, 2020 will be a year of manifestation of your expectation. So we want to take some time and look at the keys to manifestation. How, how do I prepare myself for this manifestation? Uh, we'll minister part two tonight. But one of the primary ways to receiving what we are expecting is our level of thankfulness. Our level of thankfulness. The Lord said to Jerry Savell, when you learn to abound in thanksgiving and it becomes your lifestyle, then you can count on it. God's best will come into your life. Thankfulness. Thankfulness is not something you do once. It's not something you do occasionally. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of thankfulness. Now, thankfulness has to be practiced and it has to be taught. Amen. I hear, I hear a lot of people, and, and you know there are people that badmouth the generation that we're in. Do you know they badmouthed your generation? And look at y'all. You turned out okay. Most of you. Not sure about this side, but the middle and over here, y'all did all right. Well, wait a minute, Earl's over here, so, amen. <laughs> amen. But, but, but think about that. They, they, they said things about your generation. I have some, I have some uh, baby boomers in here, right? Gen Xers. You know, you were born between 66 and whatnot. You're a Gen Xer. Well, they said you don't know who you are. That's why they called you Generation X. Well, how many of y'all born between those years know who you are? Yeah, Amen. Carrie told Jim who he is. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But here, here's the point. Thankfulness has to be taught. And here's why I said that. Because people will talk about, oh, we live in an entitlement generation. Entitled people were in every generation. It's just in generations past, we taught people to be grateful for what comes into your life. Right? What, what, what is missing very often is that the elders get frustrated with the generation they're in and they're not doing anything to teach them the right thing. Complaining about the generation you're in ostracizes you from the generation and produces a gap that you can't overcome. Amen. Glory to God. God's moving in this generation. If you've come here any length of time, you know that that's what I say. I don't pay attention to, uh, you'll see polls and, and, and this percentage of young people aren't coming to church. That's baloney. Because the young people in this generation are facing the same challenges that every other generation faced. And eventually, they will find out that the only way to fix it is to turn to the Word of God. They will find that out. 
Why? Because the Bible says that in the last days, that's where we're at, that the Spirit will be poured out upon our sons and our daughters and our young men will prophesy. Amen. Are you following me? You have to be taught. We all have to be taught. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm thankful. Amen. Look at 2 Chronicles 32, verse 24. And uh, this, of course, is the uh, account in Chronicles. Kings tells a little more in depth uh, concerning Hezekiah. And it says, in those days was Hezekiah sick to death and prayed to the Lord, and he spake unto him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done to him. For his heart was lifted up, therefore there was wrath upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. So notice, uh, if you could, Brother Dave, show me that in the Amplified Bible. Uh, because this, this will give you a little more insight. But Hezekiah did not make return to the Lord according to the benefit done to him, for his heart became proud at such a spectacular response to his prayer. Therefore there is wrath upon him and upon Judah and uh, Jerusalem. So you remember the story that Hezekiah was sick, of course the Bible says unto death, and uh, Isaiah came to him and said, Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order, you're going to die. And you'll remember Kings tells us that Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to remind God how he'd walked before him and done the right thing. And before he got out of the courtyard, the Lord told Isaiah, go back and tell him I'm going to give him 15 more years. But Chronicles tells us that when he received that word, because of the spectacular response, his heart was lifted up. And he did not make return to the Lord according to the benefit that was done to him. Do you see this? Now, now think about this for a minute. Let's, let's, let's look at this. The man of God came and said, Thus saith the Lord. Not this is what I think. The Lord says. Says what? You're going to die. So set your house in order. Right? What Hezekiah do? Pray. Reminded the Lord. Right? Isaiah came and gave the word and he's gone. He's leaving. He's in the courtyard and at response to Hezekiah's petition, God said, go tell him I'm giving him 15 more years. Now stop. Listen to me. Who gave him 15 more years? Who heard his prayer? Who healed him? So who did it have anything to do with? God. Right? But Hezekiah got lifted up in pride because of the spectacular response. What was the spectacular response? I want a sign from God. What sign do you want? That the sundial goes forward 10 degrees? No, he said that's no big deal. I want it to go backwards 10 degrees. So the sundial went backwards 10 degrees. Well, you know what happens if the sun supposedly goes backwards. You know what happened, right? 
Remember eighth grade science? If, 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 if the sun goes backwards, didn't the earth reverse its orbit? It, I got teachers in here. Deborah, would that be right? Is that spectacular? I said, is that spectacular? And nobody knew it? Nothing changed on the earth except the sundown went backwards. The creator of science can blow scientists' mind. But who did that? Who produced that miracle? Who did it? And who did he do it for? So Hezekiah's only, if we can say it this way, part of that was asking, not doing. Be careful with things like, yep, my faith. Out there by your car, yep, look what I believe for. Come here and look at my house. Walk through my house that <laughs> I believe God for. Well, you should be believing God. And maybe you did put your faith out there for that car. But who gave you that faith? God. Whose faith was it? God. Whose word did it come from? God. So I used God's faith that I got from His word and his faith that I got from his word worked for me. So the only credit I can take is I believe the word of a God who can't fail. That's really simple. Amen? Hezekiah was so caught up in himself. If you read the other, if you read the other account, Isaiah said, but because of this, he said, destruction is going to come to your kingdom in the days of your children. And Hezekiah said, good is the word of the Lord because it's not going to happen in my day. It's going to happen in their day. Now, he was a godly king. He led the people right. But he made this mistake in not rendering, remember what the scripture says? Again, to the Lord according to the benefit done to him. So there is a level of thanksgiving that's appropriate. This, this is a key to manifestation. I've watched this over the years. Thankful people see manifestation. Hezekiah didn't return to the Lord thanks in correct proportion compared to the benefit that he had received. What was the benefit? Set your house in order, you're going to die. And ever how many minutes later, he's not going to die, he gets 15 more years. Amen. You know, you could say thank you every minute of every hour, of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, for the rest of your life, just for being saved. And never ever say thank you enough. Why? Because it was something that God did for you that was impossible. You couldn't save yourself. You were hopelessly lost. There was no way out. But you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ 
and you were saved. So I could thank God for the rest of my days, every hour of every, every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month of every year and never fill up the Thanksgiving cup. Amen. Are you with me? How many times should we say thank you? Every time you think about it. Amen. Every time you think about it. Because thanksgiving is recognition that God was responsible. Thanksgiving is recognition that God was responsible for this. It's important. Hallelujah. Instead of being thankful, Hezekiah became proud because God had answered him in such a spectacular way. God answered him. When God moves in our life, there's only one pop, proper response. Father, you did that. That didn't just happen. You did that. That didn't just occur. You did it. Amen. Yeah, but you know, you know, he knows I know. No, he needs to hear that you know. He needs to be aware that you know. I tell him all the time, Lord, I just want you to know this isn't lost on me. I know where I was and I know where I'm at now and I just want to thank you. Amen. Father, I remember how my life was and I see how it is now and I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you for it. Amen. Because over and over again, the Bible says, don't forget what he's done for you. When you read Psalm 78, the main thing he says that cost the children of Israel was they forgot what God had done for them. They forgot. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the scripture says in the book of Psalms, it says to bless the Lord and forget not all of his benefits. Why would he tell us not to forget them? Because it's possible. Yeah, but you know, you know, uh, if God did something like he did for so-and-so for me, I would never forget it. Listen, he, he, he brought three and a half million people out of 432 years of bondage. They had no hope of delivering themselves. It was impossible. He split the Red Sea. They went over on dry ground. They had angels' food every day for 40 years. Twice he brought water out of a rock. And they forgot him. Grumbling is evidence that you have forgotten. When you hear somebody complaining, they have forgotten what God did for them. Amen. People say, you'll hear people say, well, I can't complain. No, it's better to say you won't complain because you can. I won't complain. Why? After all God's done for me? Man, I grew up in church and we used to sing that old song. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. 
I cannot tell it all. Oh, He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. He's taken my sin away. You can't tell it like I can what He's done for me. You can't tell it. Let me tell it what He's done for me. Amen. Thankfulness. Uh, I was walking through uh, uh, the store Saturday, uh, Friday with uh, Lily and Pastor Michelle, and uh, we were preparing uh, to take her to her uh, friend's birthday party on Saturday. I, I took her to the birthday party, and uh, so we had to go get him a gift. Well, before uh, I came home, uh, I'd stopped at the store and got her a gift, you know, because I'm, I'm the El Shaddad, and so... Amen. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, everything is frozen right now. You know, frozen, the movie frozen, everything is frozen. Into the unknown, right? It's everything's frozen. Right? That's why I want to sing to people when they come with a problem. Let it go, let it go, right? Just let it go. You say, what's that evidence of? I have a three-year-old. That's what that's evidence of. But uh, here, here's the point. Then we had to go back and buy his gift. And uh, we wanted to go out to eat as a family. Friday night, so we went out to eat, and then we went to the store. And, you know, you tell them, now, when we go in here, now we're looking for your friend's gift, and, and that's what we're doing. Well, of course, you're in the toy aisle with a three-year-old. And, and Lily is, is this way. She'll go, hmm, look at that. <laughs> You'll go, oh, that's nice. And she realizes she's not getting that, so she'll go, hmm, look at that. Right? Well, she did end up getting something there, but, but, but understand this. We're walking down the aisle, and we didn't get anything in the toy aisle, and she goes, it's just not fair. And, uh, of course, I didn't have to say nothing. Mama was there. And she reminded her, Poppy brought you something, brought you this home today. Uh, you just got this the other day. And she said, don't ever say it's not fair. Because we told you we're here to get something for your, your friend. Now, here's my point. That, that, on a very minimal level, that's grumbling. You know what grumbling is in a believer's life? Well, how come God hadn't come through for me yet? How come this hadn't changed yet for me? You just forgot what he did for you. <laughs> right? That's, that's, You've got to remember that. It's, it, says, it says they complained and forgot his works. Amen. So grumbling is evidence I have forgotten. And you know what else they said? Can God. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Well, he'd already proven that. Yeah, but you know, Pastor, we all have questions. We all have questions that should focus back on me. Never on God. Well, why hadn't God yet? No, no, here's a better question. What have I done that stopped him from being able to do what he wants to do? Amen. 
Uh, let me go over here. They, nobody shouted over there. <laughs> Amen. What can I do to make sure I'm positioning myself to receive what he's trying to do in my life? Right. Well, one of the main things is be thankful. Amen. 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 Listen, listen, listen. If you have received something, what do you do? You say, thank you. If, if you believe you have received, and isn't that what Mark eleven twenty four says? Therefore, when you pray, believe that you receive. Is that right? So if you have spoke to the mountain, if you've declared what the word said, and then you believe you have received, what's the next step? Thank you. So you're in faith. So a large part of operating your faith is being thankful. Amen. Amen. Isn't that right? So Hezekiah had to repent of his unthankfulness. Repentance is the way out. If I want manifestation, I have to be thankful. Now, now understand what I mean. You're not working something up. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. Amen. you you got to learn to be thankful for everything. And, and I don't mean in a religious sense. I mean, I mean understanding that, that, that every good and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father above, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good thing in your life came from God. Amen. Right? So, so when I look around and I see where I live and I see what I'm wearing, I see what I'm driving, I see my family, amen, called my son today and I said, son, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm praying and seeking the Lord about service this morning. Wow, I just wanted to jump out of the car. I could have I kept the car running and ran beside it and just outran it. Amen. Why, well, I'm thankful. I'm thankful he's preaching this morning. Amen was over with my, my oldest son last night, loving on those grandbabies and sitting on the floor and talking to my daughter-in-law and my son, just thankful. Look at their house. Look at the blessing. Look at the business you've given my family. Lord, thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. My, 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 my oldest daughter working her dream job, traveling the world, what she's always wanted to do, going to Switzerland and Germany and, and fixing to go to Ireland and England. Praise God. Thank you. Amen. My youngest daughter and her baby just, just bringing joy to my heart. Thank you. Hallelujah. It's important. Why? Because God did that. God did that. Amen. And if I see areas that I haven't been thankful, just repent. Lord, I repent over that. And I'm going to enter into thanksgiving. Repentance is the way out. I've actually had people tell me, well, Pastor, you don't understand. I don't have anything to be thankful for. Breathe in and breathe out. You've got something to be thankful for. Amen. My, my father-in-law, and now, now before he, he went to heaven, now he wasn't the most stalwart of believers. But you'd say, Gene, how you doing? He'd say, well, Philip, any day you're above the dirt's a good day. Well, I wouldn't say that. 
But he was thankful. Got another, got another chance. Got another opportunity. This, this may seem elementary, but here's where a lot of people are missing it. You know, most people don't miss it in the big things. They miss it in the little things. What they, what they perceive as little. Amen. If you made it a point that every day when you got out of bed, when your feet hit the ground, you said, thank you. I'm thankful. Lord, I'm thankful. Whatever he delivered you from. Lord, I'm not shooting dope. Lord, I'm not drinking alcohol. Lord, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I don't argue with my spouse anymore. Hallelujah. Thank, right? I'm thankful. I say I'm thankful. Some, sometimes just tiptoe in that room where your kids are sleeping and look at them sleeping there just in the presence and the peace of God and just get real grateful. Amen. Just be thankful. Yeah, but a lot of things have happened, you know, that I didn't think were going to happen. Be thankful that God gave you the grace to get through it. Be thankful that God gave you the strength to get through it. Because the Bible says if it had not been for the Lord on our side, what would we have done? Where would we have been? We would have been spent. Our days would have been spent in captivity and bondage. But he says, let everybody in the nation say, God was on our side. And he brought us out. Woo-hoo. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Think about it. Do you see this? Don't forget it. Don't forget. Hallelujah. Thankfulness increases our capacity to receive. The more thankful I am, the more God can do for me. Amen. If you've ever had anybody that was really thankful over something you did for them, you just wanted to go do something else. At least I did. Amen. I remember one time Pastor Michelle and I were in a restaurant eating uh, dinner, and uh, it was just the two of us, and they'd put us in, a, in one of those, you know, them little booths, and uh, we were eating, and, and uh, the young lady came up to serve us, and, and uh, I, you know, I could tell when I looked up at her, at, at her face, just the, the spirit life was gone. She was just miserable. I could tell she was under a heavy load. And uh, so, uh, you know, we didn't say a lot. We gave our, our, our drink order and whatnot. And she came back, and, uh, and uh, when, she, when she reached across to put my, my drink down, the sleeve on her, on, her, on her arm went up, and you could see she had cut herself all up her arm. Well, I mean, that's evidence, you know, physically, but there's something going on spiritually. And the Lord spoke to me right then. He said, uh, uh, she, and he outlined the bills. He said, she's got these bills due, and she doesn't know how to pay them, and that's, that's, that's part of what that's about. And she, uh, she's at the end of her rope. And he said, I want you to pay her bills. Amen. Amen. And well, she, we, we let her go ahead and serve us. And she served us. And she brought the check. And uh, I said, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, I, I gave her the, my, my card for the check. And then I, I reached in my pocket. And I said, uh, this is what the Lord told me to tell you. And I said, you may not understand that. But, and when I got to the bill part, she just broke down. And started weeping. 
and, and uh, uh, Pastor Michelle and I paid her bills off that day. And uh, uh, she could not thank us enough. She kept coming back by going, I'm, 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 I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. How did you know that? How? Uh, and she kept looking at the money going, it's all going to be okay. It, it is. It's all going to be okay. But, but here's the point. She kept coming back. Thank you. Thank you. She'd walk by. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're walking out of the restaurant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 It made me want to reach in my pocket and give her the rest I had. Amen. Why? Because, because, because you see what God's doing, but you see the response. Notice what God focused on in the Word. It was the lack of response from Hezekiah. It wasn't that he didn't love Hezekiah. He wasn't mad at Hezekiah. He said he did not respond appropriately. Amen. Amen. And the more thankful you are, the larger your capacity becomes to receive. Amen. A lot of people fail to receive because of unthankfulness. And here's why. It's impossible to be gracious to somebody that thinks they deserve it. And anytime someone's not thankful, what they're saying is, I deserved what you did for me. You can't be gracious to them. Amen. I've blessed people before, and they've, and they've just kind of put it in their pocket and kind of went, yeah, praise God. Well, I mean, it didn't take away from me receiving off what I did. But I promise you, it's, that was all they got. They could have got more. Amen. You've seen from time to time, uh, uh, we've had people come up and they'd have issues in their life. The Holy Spirit would reveal it to me while I'm ministering. And they'd come up and, 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 and I'd say, look, we want to we wanna bless them tonight. And, and y'all would respond and we'd bless them and, and God would pay things off or bless them extraordinarily. You know, almost every person that I've ever done that for, they were thankful before that ever occurred. And, and I didn't even know what was going on. In those instances, it wasn't that I knew what was going on and I just wanted to figure out a way to try to help them. Thankfulness will open up the door for spiritual people to hear from God for you. But if you're not thankful, God can't move. He moved in an extraordinary way on Hezekiah's behalf, and all he wanted was thank you. Amen. And, and, and that's so important. If, if you're raising children and you give them something and they act like they deserved it and they don't want to be thankful, you better take it back till they're thankful. You better take it back till they're thankful. Why? Because then you'll raise an entitled child that thinks they deserve. And anytime you think you deserve something, you're not going to be thankful. That's a great calm. We started talking about family and children. It's a great calm. So That's important. Yeah, but I just want to do for them. But you want them to be thankful. Amen. Amen. There was a young man one time. Am I helping you all with this? 
There was a young man one time uh, that, that I knew in a church in Florida, and his parents never said no to him. Now, listen, I don't say no a lot. I, I am a giver. And amen. You walk in my daughter's room and you realize how much I'm a giver. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and she knows I'm a giver. But, but understand this. When I say never said no, I mean there was never any requirement to be grateful. And so when the new Mustangs came out, his dad didn't just buy him a new Mustang. He bought him a new Mustang with everything that could come on it, the fastest one, the most built one, and gave it to a 17-year-old kid. And he'd go out and get in trouble in that car and get a ticket, and his dad threatened to take it away from him, say, you're grounded from the car. And take the keys, and the kid would come back, oh, Dad, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay, son. And, and would never keep his word. So, in effect, he became a liar to his son. His son knew his dad wasn't going to follow through on anything. What would have following through on that, what would that have done? It would have produced an attitude of thankfulness in the child. Because instead of being able to drive that car to school or to wherever, now i got to ride the bus. How many know riding the bus makes you real thankful for a car? Say, how do you know? I rode the bus. I rode the bus from Red Bridge, Missouri to Kansas City, Missouri for years. The Metro. Amen. I was grateful when we could afford two cars. Amen. Thankful. Now here's, here's the point I'm making. So, so when, when, when the new Ducati motorcycles came out, he got one. Ever how many tickets you get, we'll slap you on the wrist, but then he'd pull up at church. Amen. When you're not thankful... Nothing means anything to you. Right. Yeah, but I just want to do for my child. There's a difference between wanting to do for your child and empowering them to be ungrateful. Amen. I just can't stand to see them not get what they want. Okay. If no is not in your vocabulary, if you, don't, if you don't esteem thankfulness and cultivate it, you'll have an entitled child. That's in anything. You know, you're the parent. They ought to be eating what you tell them to eat. Well, they don't like broccoli. Well, they might not like broccoli. Maybe I'm not going to force feed it, but they're going to eat some green beans. Amen. Well, they don't like vegetables, period. Come on, man. You're, you're just tired of implementing the adulthood, and it's easier just to nuke some chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese, and then that way you don't have to exercise parental oversight. It's easier on you. 
You say, why'd you say that? Because, because it, we're talking about being thankful. And so then that child goes to their job and they want everybody to treat them the way you're treating them. Because they're not grateful. But you raise a child and you teach them. You go to work and you put in 40 hours labor for a check. And that, that, and that boss is not what everybody else says he is. He is your manager. He's your supervisor. And you're thankful that you got a job because there's hundreds of thousands that don't. And they didn't have to hire you. You and your know-nothing rear end. Fresh out of school. You know, when we're 17, we know everything. I mean, we've lived all of 17 years. And, 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 and that employer took a chance on me and hired me and is pouring into me. I'm getting experience. I'm learning things. Now, you say, what's this have to do with Hezekiah? Because listen, if, if I raise an entitled child, then they think everything ought to be given to them and they're grateful for nothing. And so if they wreck the car, it's no big deal because I wasn't thankful for it in the first place. You owed me that car. I'm your child. You owed me that car. Amen. This is my room. It's not your room. It's my room. My name's on that house. That is my room. Those are my lights. That's my food in the refrigerator. You took a bath in my water. And you need to be thankful. Amen. Now, I'm not trying to just be old school. You know, some people take that too far. But that's got to be your mindset. And you've got to put that in them. Somebody worked to pay the note on this house. Somebody paid the electric bill. Somebody stocked that pantry full of groceries that you just walk in and partake of whenever you want. You need to be thankful for every Dorito you get. Amen. Every Dorito. You crunch, thank you for my mom and dad. Crunch, thank you for daddy. Crunch, thank you. Crunch and thank, crunch and thank, crunch and thank. But what if there are no Doritos? Thank you, he's going to buy some more. Hallelujah. Sit over across the room and look at your dad. Dorito. But, but, but you understand why I'm saying that? And so then you'll have parents, I don't know, what am I going to do with this child? He just, he won't listen to me. You never made him. You never made him. You never made him be thankful. I don't want those jeans. I want, I, want the, I want the ones that cost $40 more. That, thankful. Right? Is, is, am, am I helping anyone? Thankful. What have they done? Now listen to me. Listen to me very carefully when I say this. If they have not been thankful for the $25 pair of jeans, why do you think something's going to change when you go buy the $60 pair? And then they come in and they're, well, actually, I guess the style is tore now. I, but, 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 but they come up, they come in with them all messed up and you're like, my Lord, I spent $60 on them jeans. And they're like, yeah. Because they weren't thankful when you gave it to them. Anything that you're thankful for, you treasure. Anything that means anything to you and you're gracious about, 
you take care of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, but Pastor, you know, don't pick on me and my kids. I'm not picking on you and your kids. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you how it how it happens. I'm telling you how it occurs. Amen. Do, do, do you see that? They don't, ta- they don't take care of their CD player. They don't take care of things. And they break it. And then you go buy them a flat screen. And you think it's going to get any different treatment? No. No, because they weren't grateful for what they had. I told one of my children one time, you're getting nothing else. And I, giving is my love language. I said, I'm not buying you anything else. Because the last three things I've bought you, you have, you have chosen not to care about them. And, and I walk in your room, and this was some years ago, and I walk in your room, and that new iPod that I bought you, you don't even know where it's at. I got to go in your room and dig under the junk and find it, and it's, it's laying there under the bed, and I spent hundreds of dollars on it, and you don't even care. Oh, Dad, I do care. No, the treatment of the item proved your care for it. The treatment of, your, of the item proved your thankfulness. The way that I respond to God proves whether or not I'm thankful for what He's done for me. I can't forget it. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I tell the Lord how thankful I am. You could have chose anybody else to be doing what I'm doing. You, matter of fact, you told me I was third in line. There were two people that you chose before me. Lord, I'm not thankful that they missed it, but I'm thankful you waited on me. Amen. Amen. Look at Romans 1.21. Let me move off that child stuff for a moment. Amen. I don't like that binder. I, I didn't want that kind of binder. You should have got some money together and bought you one. Right? How, how, many, how many have kids you got to still put in school? Is it expensive? Is it, Jessica, is it expensive? It's not like when we went to school. Right? Now they send home a list with prices. My Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want, the, I want the yellow binder. I don't like the green one. All they had was green. I'm not carrying it. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> My mother would look at me and she's five foot nothing. And she'd put that hand on her hip. And she'd look at me and she'd say, Philip Wayne, you're going to carry it and you're going to like it. And you know, you're thinking, well, I might have to carry it, but I won't like it. But then you looked at the alternative. You get your attitude straight. And at least around mom, you act like you're liking it. (laughs) How you doing? Thankful. I like this green binder. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. And, And you know, it might not have done anything for anybody else, but it changed me. Hallelujah. That's why I was always the favorite. I, I just, I turned instead of burning. Amen. <laughs> Romans 1.21. Are you there? We'll be done in just a moment. 
Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Now, very often this, these verses are used in connection to the sin that he mentions, and, and that's true, but notice what he says, the reason they were in the sin. One of the main reasons is they were not thankful. You know, when you're thankful for the life you have, you don't treat your life and your body just any old way. Because you're thankful. Notice there's something that they missed out on because they were unthankful. The Phillips translation says, and I'm glad it's called Phillips. They knew all the time that there's a God, yet they refused to acknowledge Him as such or thank Him for what He is or what He does. They knew all the time it was God. Right? But it says they refused to thank Him or acknowledge Him for what He is and what He does. And it says their imagination became vain, empty, useless, foolish. So they missed out on something because they refused to be thankful. Every year the Lord is gracious to give us a word that is directing us the way He wants us to go. And part of it this year is the manifestation of your expectation. There are people that you know, nobody's sitting in here for sure, right? Everybody sitting in here is going to get the manifestation of your expectation. But there are people that you know that won't. This is one of the reasons. Amen. Remember last year, at the end of the last year, the Lord said the last four months of the year were loaded? Right? Remember that? There were people that didn't even come to our church here and in Little Rock that grabbed a hold of that. Amen. I have a good friend of mine, minister uh, in, uh, in Little Rock. Matter of fact, I'm ministering for him next month. And uh, uh, he grabbed a hold of that word. Last four months of the, of the, of the year are loaded. And just every time he thought about it, he thanked God for the loaded months. Amen. Amen. And, and uh, at the beginning of January, a lady came to him and gave him a check for his ministry for $10,000. And she said, she said, I would have given it to you last year in December, but I wanted it to go on this year's taxes. And he just texted me and he said, see, the last four months are loaded. And he said, if, if you read the first part of the word that he gave us, he said the last four months of 2019 were loaded in preparation for the beginning of this year. Amen. Right? So what do I have to do? If you look at, at, at circumstances in your life and it doesn't look like that loaded is coming, you need to start thanking God that those months were loaded in preparation for where you're at right now. And I'm thankful for it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Why? Because I can miss something for not being thankful. Oh, thank you, Lord. You, you know why it's so easy for people to miss church? They're not thankful for the church they have. Amen. You know why people get a divorce? They quit being thankful for each other. I'm looking at every married man in here, and I'm telling you that you're blessed that your wife would even look at you twice. 
Myself included. Myself included. Amen. It's like the two little boys were standing there, and with one was with his girlfriend. Another little boy came up and said, boy, your girlfriend's ugly. And the little boy said, I know it. I like ugly girls. Say, what's that got to do with us? Because people might look at y'all and say, boy, your husband sure is handsome. handsome. <laughs> and you say, I know it. I like handsome boys. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But the point is, the point is, how, how do I avoid ever becoming unthankful? Stay thankful. When you come in, whoever cooks, now I, I do the majority of the cooking in our home. But boy, my wife's thankful. Amen. I say she's thankful. The other night I made her some sweet potato casserole. Amen. With some herb roasted stuffing on top. Whew. Thankful. Thankful. Amen. She comes in and smells the soup bubbling and the air fryer going and the griddler griddling. And she's thankful. And she'll tell Lily, let's tell Poppy how thankful we are. We're thankful. Amen. You know what that does? I just pop every button on my shirt and I, and I go make some raspberry crumble dessert. Amen. They, <laughs> jam dot cookies, something. Amen. To be thankful. You want some cereal? I'll make you a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Lexi's like, yep, that's the one. Just my man needs to make me cereal. Rice Krispies and bananas, amen. <laughs> Thankful, right? That, that's, 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 oh Lord, I, I need to hush up because it's, but, but I'm serious. That's, that's when things like gray hair and extra pounds and a few wrinkles, they don't mean anything because you're thankful for the person. Amen. You're grateful. You look, look at your neighbor and say, I'm grateful. I've actually, I've actually counseled people before and, and had men say, well, you know, she just don't look like when we first got married. Well, what did you think? I mean, what did you think? I mean, 30 years later, what did you think was going to happen? You, you understand? You're thankful. You're thankful for the person. You didn't marry a number on a scale. You, you, you didn't marry a non-wrinkled face. You didn't marry non-gray hair. You married that person. You married that woman. You married that man. And if you stay thankful, they will remain in your eyes the greatest exhibition of womanhood or manhood that you've ever known because you're thankful for the person. You're not thankful for how they look. You're not thankful for how they do whatever. You're thankful for them. And you won't miss anything. And you won't ever be divorced. <laughs> my Lord and my God. I believe God. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Let me hurry. Whew. I'm thankful I'm your pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Earl, I, I give Earl a hard time. But you know, God brought me into Earl's life and brought Earl into my life at a very pivotal time. Amen. He needed to hear a word from God. Yes, yes I did. S sitting there where he was sitting. And the Lord sent me up to him and said, said some things. If you want to know what he said, you, you can ask him. But you know one thing I've learned about, I've, Earl, how long I've been knowing you now? Years. Ten years. Ten years. 
And every time, do you know Earl used to tell me, he would say, when I go home, I'm coming to your church. When I go home, I'm coming to your church. Amen, look where he's at. And, and, and at first, they, they tried to make that a little difficult on him. But he stuck with that, and here he is. But you know, that I'm telling you that story for a reason. He always would tell me how thankful he is that God hooked us up. How thankful he is that God brought people into his life. How thankful he is. Uh, Shane's back here on the, on the, on the camera, him and, and uh, 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 Kat. And you know, when they first started coming to the church, they, they had went through a miscarriage. In, in, uh, with their first child. And Shane came in the office, I'll never forget, and he talked to my wife, and he said, he said, I did not know how important it was to have a church family when you go through things like that. And he said, I just want to tell you, I'm thankful for my church. I'm thankful for where God's brought us. Amen. And, and, and all, both of those that I used as examples, they hit their ups and downs. You hit your moments when it feels like you bottom out. But even when you feel like you're crawling on the dust, you're thankful that God brought you out, that God delivered you. Look where I was and look where I'm at. Look what could have been, but look what didn't happen. I'm grateful. And every time I think about it, my soul cries out, Hallelujah, thank you for delivering me. I'm thankful. Notice 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Philip's translation says, all thanks to God who gives us the victory. Another translation says, so let us thank God for giving us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, our victory is directly connected to our thanksgiving. God gives us the victory. Thank you. So important. Amen. And, and you know, if you look at areas in your life and you think, well, maybe I haven't been that thankful. Or you see, we talked about different things. Maybe you're not as thankful for your spouse as you, you should be. You, you just, just start doing it. You know, there are people in here, you're believing for a bigger place to live. Amen. And it's going to come a lot quicker the more thankful you are for where you're at. And I'm not saying you're doing this, but I'm just giving you a, 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 a piece of, of spiritual wisdom as we're closing. I've watched people just badmouth where they're at. This place, not big enough to whip a cat in. My Lord, no room, can't this, can't that. We're believing for something bigger. No, you're not. Because you're not thankful for where you're at. You're, you're, you have a roof over your head. The water's hot. Right? Yeah, I mean, nobody can kick you out. If you've ever spent any time homeless, anything that makes me not homeless is great. Right? I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Yeah, but it isn't much, Pastor. You know, it's just, it's just a little rinky-dink apartment over here. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's clean and, 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 and it's yours. I mean, you sign the lease. You pay, God pays the bills every month. I mean, amen. You got food in your cabinet. Coffee in the morning. 
right? I mean, TV if you want it, right? You're blessed. Yeah, but you know, so-and-so. No, 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 don't get focused on so-and-so because you'll get covetous of what he has instead of grateful for what you have. And one day, you'll walk into the biggest home you've ever owned and it'll have everything you want and it'll be your dream home. And you can stand in the middle of that great room and lift your hands up and say, God, thank you for what you've done for me. But it starts in the one-bedroom apartment. I I want you to promise me something. Don't badmouth anything you have. Expect nothing and be thankful for everything. Amen. Amen. I don't care what you drove here today. Even if it's not running properly, don't you go out and dog cuss it. You be thankful for it. Lord, it got me here. And Lord, it's going to get me home. Father, I thank you if it needs a repair, you'll give me the money to take care of it. Lord, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Lord, I used to be walking. Father, oh God. Father, I used to not even be able to get a driver's license to drive a car. They took my license from me. And Father, you... I remember the day Pastor Michelle and I went down and got her license back. It it looked impossible. That girl owed thousands of dollars. Well, let me, let me so I don't exaggerate, hundreds, we'll put it that way. Hundreds of dollars, tickets, fines. And she worked as a server at O'Charlie's, a restaurant there in Nashville. <laughs> Amen. Every time she gets her license renewed, she shouts. Amen. Amen. I've had her dance out in front of the DMV. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said, baby, why are you dancing? I got my license. Oh, yeah, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because, because God paid all those fines off. You know how that is. You know how that is. Steve, you know how that is. I got many of the others in you. used to be big, fine people, too. But, the, amen. The, 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 you know how that is, right? I mean, I'm thankful. I look over here at Jamie. You know, you know, I saw the car that he, that he was in an accident in and wrecked. I saw what the doctor said. I heard what they said to him. But here he is, and it was just, what, a week or so ago, he's up here dancing and shouting, and they were talking about maybe never walk and your hip messed up and surgery. Am I right? Nope. We're thankful. We're thankful. I'm thankful. Over here is Carrie Molson walking into the prison with Lori on that day, not knowing if she was about to pass out. Didn't know what was going on inside of her. Her heart was swelling and expanding so much, it was crushing her lungs and she couldn't breathe and couldn't figure it out. But here she is today, just a few weeks ago, took a stress test, knocked it out of the park, and so flabbergasted the doctors, they said, what are you doing? I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Here sits Ron Poole with his beautiful wife and daughter. It was was just a few years ago. He was out of the will of God, not doing what God wanted him to. It was going to cost him his life. But somewhere in Southern California, an angel came and whispered in his ear and said, you need to go back home. And he left California with the clothes on his back. 
He showed up in Kansas in the middle of winter in a t-shirt and shorts because he wanted to get back where God was and now he's in line for the ministry. He's got a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And there are others in here. You've walked through things. And I want you to know I'm thankful. Every time I see you, you are a living testimony that not only God can, God does and God always will. Every time you look in the mirror, you need to remember how impossible it was, how impossible they said it was for you to ever make it. But yet, there you are. Amen. I'm thankful for that Johnson County Sheriff's deputy that apprehended Steve Pitnick and put him in the back seat of that car and looked at him in the mirror and said, Man, you need to, get, you need to turn your life around. You can't keep doing this. And just a short week or two later, he showed up in my Bible study. Beard down to his Belt buckle, long hair, sitting on that front row. Every time I talk about the love of God, tears would run down his face. A lit, you think I'm kidding. He's, he'll tell you it's the truth. A pool of tears on that table. He didn't know anything about the Bible, didn't know about anything about praying. But one night he's in his cell and he's praying. He's coming off a of meth so he can't sleep. His days and nights are all mixed up. And he said, I'm praying, asking God to use my life. And he said, all of a sudden a light showed up in my room. And I heard a voice say, Steve, everything is going to be all right. And you're going to make it. And here he is today, seated by the love of his life, who had written him a very flamey, salty letter that I read and said, in no uncertain terms, will I ever remarry you? I want nothing to do with you. This blah, 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 it's over and done. Beep, 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 beep. And... Whoa! But, but, but one Sunday afternoon, he pulled that car he was driving, that old station wagon, pulled it up in front of her house to visit with her for the first time in forever. And she's waiting on the porch for him to come up. And he rolls the window down and says, wait a minute, i got to finish listening to what my pastor's saying here. And he's got a tape, that's how long ago it was. He's got a tape that he's listening to his pastor preach. And she said, I saw him get out of the car. And I knew when he got out of the car, something was different about that man that I had never known before. And just a short three years later, I had the privilege of reuniting them in marriage and reuniting their lives together. And here they are today. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. That's the church you go to. God, God has not only been talked about here, He's manifest Himself here. Hallelujah. I got, got a boy on the front row sleeping behind a dumpster, setting his alarm so Steve could come pick him up for work. Set his alarm so Steve wouldn't know he was sleeping behind a dumpster. Everybody gave up on him. Mom, dad, everybody. And now here he sits, ministering every week, running the overcomer's ministry, a son in the Lord. I could go on and on. Amen. So many, so many others. 
We had no hope. We were aliens from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But one day, somebody shared the gospel with us. I, we received it. We accepted it. Our lives changed. I'm thankful. All you thankful people, let's stand up today. Hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Now, we'll do part two tonight. I didn't get through part one this morning. but <laughs> You're thankful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you ever wonder what pastor thinks of you, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Every time I come here and you're here, I'm thankful. Because you, you are taking your time and coming to this church. Nobody makes you come here. There are people, you drive miles. Rick, Ricky Carter, right here this morning, they drive, they drive almost an hour to come to church. And others, you drive a long way. What's up, brother? You ready to get saved? Come on. Let's be thankful. Come on up here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. What's your name? Matt. Matt, have I met you before? Yes. Yeah, I have? Yes. Well, you better looking this time. <laughs> Thank I'm you. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Amen. Let's go. Josh, where you at? Come here. Come on up with your friend. You got him here. See him on home. Come right here. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to warn you. Your life will never be the same. All right. I don't know everything that you may be dealing with or whatever's going on. But I'm telling you from this moment, I got all these guys standing around here that tell you this is the turning point for your life. It'll never be the same. All right. Come on. I want you to pray with him with me. Okay. Say this with me, Matt. Say, Jesus. Jesus. In your name, in your name, I've heard the gospel today. I've heard the gospel today. I believe it's your will to save me. I believe that your will to save me. And I believe that you died and rose again. And I believe that you died and rose again. And you're alive today. And you're alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for my sins. Receive me into your family. Receive me into your family. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I receive Jesus. Father, I thank you for this young man. Father, every temptation, every addiction, everything that's tried to destroy his life, under the power of the name of Jesus and under my hand, leave him now and be free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now listen. You stay hooked up. You stay coming to church. If you can, don't you miss a service. If you can only be here on Sunday, you be here every Sunday. I promise you, listen to me. You give the Word of God six months and your life will never change. It'll, it'll never be the same. It will change. I appreciate it. All right? I appreciate you. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. like you. Praise God. Just lift your hands and thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As we're, as we're leaving, I, I want to say I'm, I'm thankful for uh, Brother Jim ministering last week. Of course, we had Brother Jerry with us, and, and of course, Lori and, and, and Rusty for doing such, such a good job over the tithe and the offering. Uh, yeah, I'm so grateful. Amen. So, hallelujah. Well, come on, say it with me. We'll see you at 6 o'clock tonight. Say it with me. The vision of our church will always be to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God.
and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.